Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Welcome uh, to the show that we are bumping up to the front, front, top, top of the queue, uh, the questions pertaining to the current events and the COVID-19. Did you notice how we have moved from the coronavirus to COVID-19? Uh, I mean, meaning that's what everyone is referring to it as. Why is that? Why? 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 It makes we... you sound smart. It was. It started out as the Wuhan virus, which I know that's now not politically correct. It's not globally politically sensitive. Yes, and now then we moved to coronavirus, and that, and then it was Novo it, coronavirus. Well, because it's a form of human coronavirus which exists, but this particular one, I guess, is Novo. Yes. Nuvo. Human. Nuvo. No, 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 I know that, but it was, uh, yes. A novel. It, it, a novel. Novel, novel means it's nouveau. novel means it's new. new. Right, yes. right. So, but then we went from so we went from Wuhan smart. virus. I'm probably more intelligent to the coronavirus, and then yes. we threw the the novel in, and now it's COVID nineteen. Yeah. Does it have a HN designation like the flu H one N one and all that? Because I, I guess because no it's not the flu. So COVID H one N one's a visa. <laughs> what was it, the? No, I know you. You were probably right. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Probably. H H N. Why do they name our visas after flu? I don't know. <laughs> horrible. Okay, let's stay on point. Derailed. All right, listen. We Fast got a, forward. We to got that a part. good question today coming in from uh, from Matthew. Matthew, what do you got? DIY. Hey, DIY money. This is Matt here. During this. COVID-19 crisis, I've been doing a lot of reading, Rich Dad Poor Dad, and I've done a lot of research on his way of, of thinking. What is your perspective on Rich Dad Poor Dad and buying assets versus the Dave Ramsey viewpoint of life and avoiding debt and paying down debt as, as quick as you can? What is your viewpoint on that? And then another question I have for you guys is, what do you recommend doing after you create a budget, create six months of an emergency fund, and then you max out your Roth IRA and your HSA every year? I've done all those things. What do you suggest doing after you do those things? Invest in real estate or use those excess funds to purchase index funds. Thanks so much for the great podcast. Okay, uh, Matthew. That's a good question. I like that a lot. I think that it is good to uh, talk about the psychology of the two different um, strategies, if you will. We can rehash what those are for people who are not familiar necessarily with the Kiyosaki uh, ways or the... Uh, I wasn't very globally politically sensitive. Sorry, that was bad. You're right. <laughs> Should we cut that out? Anyways, okay, whatever. Uh Let's let's keep going. Uh, no, I'm totally thrown. Away. What do you got, Daniel? Just take it away. Sure. So comparing these two viewpoints, um, now it's been it's been quite a while since I've read Rich Dad Poor Dad, so I hope I don't butcher anything. Uh, but I'm gonna venture out and say that these two philosophies are not that far apart. It's just that they're focused on two different stages or elements of your financial journey. So I think when it comes to Dave Ramsey, he is looking at primarily helping people 
get out of consumer debt. Uh, consumer debt, even including you know mortgages, etc. Trying to really get your consumer, your personal financial life in order and straight. And when it comes to that, generally speaking, the less debt, the better. Um, in fact, no debt is really good. I I would go out on a limb and say mortgage debt, eh. I can live with that, uh, especially to create some liquidity and, and space in your life. And right now, we have auto debt in, in our family because the interest rate was bearable, and we were able to maintain liquidity at a close enough interest rate that that made sense for us uh, because we're also house shopping. So we needed that liquidity there. It made sense in our personal situation. It might not make sense in yours, and don't pay a lot on interest for an auto that's going to depreciate. That said, Dave Ramsey is focused on your personal financial life. Kiyosaki is uh, focused on developing your financial empire. Uh, he is focused on utilizing wise business and leverage and so forth in your business life to allow money to make money uh, and to scale up and so forth. Now, there are some inherent risks in that, even say, for instance, in the rental business where you take out multiple mortgages throughout uh, various properties and you rely on income and rent to pay those out. If that income and rent stops, like in the situation we're in now, uh, you could be hard-pressed. Uh, you also have to be very careful careful with the numbers. You could go out uh, and get a stock investment account, a brokerage account, buy stocks up on margin uh, in hopes or in the belief that they will go up. But if you're paying a ridiculous amount uh, in margin interest, then that variable, that just doesn't make sense. Ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, so it really comes down to being astute with those decisions and businesses. But in general, I don't think they're conflicting. They both have their parts. Uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find many businesses or business people that at some point in their journey towards business did not have to use some level of debt or financing somewhere along the way. Might have been short-term, very temporary. Uh, Might have been a very small piece of their overall equity um, or their growth. But Usually at some point along the way, that happens, whether that's as simple as uh, being invoiced uh, for raw materials and so forth until they sell them, or whether that involves you know getting a uh, mortgage for properties that they buy to open up their factories and businesses and so forth. Okay, I want to start with the second uh, part of the question, uh, because I think that's why uh, Matthew is, is bringing this question to the table. First of all, bravo on where you are in the DIY money lifestyle. You have no debt. You have paid money towards uh, retirement accounts, which means you've got margin. You're in the net worth building stage, yada, yada. Excellent position to be in. Extra primo goods. So I want to hit it from that angle first, and that is what is it that you are passionate about? What is it that you are good at? Where do you want to spend your time or do you not want to spend any time or little time building your net worth? Now, what do I mean by that? Well, I have some experience in the rental residential rental game. Uh, prior to marriage, I had five uh, condos. Uh, I had uh, one I was living in, in addition to another five. Oh, they were townhomes, actually. Uh, bought well. Uh, in fact, I was uh, a fan, or I had really studied the Carlton Sheets. I don't even know if he's still around. Carlton Sheets methodology of of basically buying uh, properties uh, at a, at an undervalued rate 
and then actually financing the additional 20%. So, you know, those those promises of, hey, no money down real estate, well, actually did that. And and I know many people who still do that to this day. It all has to do with loan to value uh, and what the bank was willing to loan you, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I'll tell you that those games have, have been very difficult over the last uh, several years because of property values. Well, that's going to change. <laughs> it's going to change probably dramatically. Uh, and there'll be a whole new flood of real estate investors re-entering the game using bank money to do so. Uh, the problem, while I understood the math and I could do the finances and I was able to pick up and accumulate properties and I was building a nice little portfolio, uh, I couldn't stand all of the ancillary things that come with rental real estate, specifically on the residential side. Now, I have a commercial property uh, as well currently, uh, two commercial properties. One we are the tenant of, so I don't really have to do much with that tenant, which is nice. Uh, but the other tenant is wonderful, and it's a commercial business property, so you know it's, it's obviously in their best interest to you know, pay rent on time, keep the property nice, etc. However, Residential real estate, oh my goodness, that's another beast altogether. And if you know anyone in residential real estate that is uh, a friend or can speak to you honestly about it, make sure you understand all, all that comes with residential rental real estate. Because what they don't tell you on the Facebook video clips or the buy my book uh, video clips are all of the negative sides of residential real estate, such as dealing with who, tenants who don't pay on time? Or how about having to evict and go down to the courthouse? How about basic maintenance, things that you know that a tenant could take care of very easily, but they call you anyways? Or issues that don't end up being issues at all, but ultimately they call you anyways. Uh, I went down that road, and the, the climactic conclusion for me was on a Sunday night after a very cold, long winter uh, weekend in February. I was doing some housework. Now I was newly married with these properties as well. Uh, my wife and I had been outside. It was cold. It was bitter. And, and now it was a Sunday night, and it was Super Bowl. And I never forget this. We had a, uh, a little, one of those electric fireplace things in our basement. Uh, we had this really, really small starter home. I've talked about it on this podcast before. Uh, but it was cozy, and it was ours. And I cracked open a beer, and we had chips and cheese. We had the little fireplace on, and I had the Super Bowl on, and we were just kind of cuddled up on the couch, ready to watch a game. I was so just relaxed and in just, just in a wonderful place, and the phone rings. And it's my tenant. And the minute I see that it's them, my, my heart drops because I'm thinking, there's no good to be calling your landlord on a Sunday night at 7 o'clock. Nothing is good. Nothing can. They're not calling and saying, hey, just making sure you got a cold beer and you're watching the game. We're good over here. You know, just, just checking it. No, no, not at all. Something is bad. I pick up the phone. And sure enough, these tenants had been gone for the weekend. A pipe burst, and they had come home to two and a half feet of water on the first floor of this townhome. I immediately put down the beer, grabbed the wet vac, and I went and spent the next five hours vacuuming up water, tearing out carpet, cutting drywall. I mean, it was horrific. And I made a decision right then and there during that time period. I said, I will never do this again. This is not for me. Now, 
if in the future I buy a portfolio of properties that has a management team in place, that's a different story. But in this particular instance, and if you're just starting out buying one or two, you're not going to be able to have a maintenance manager. You're not going to have a leasing manager. You're going to have to keep that margin on your side. You better make sure that you are okay doing that, that you are perfectly fine when a tenant leaves, doesn't pay rent, just jumps out high and dry, and you go in and you've got to clean up all the nonsense, throw it out, disinfect, you name it, which I've heard horror stories about. You better be, be sure you're okay with going down to the, the courthouse and doing the eviction process, you know, waiting for that rent check. I mean, all of those things. So that's a qualitative thing. Now, if you, however, oh, and oh, by the way, uh, I don't do that anymore. I, I'm just not going to do that. I like to buy individual stocks. I like to buy now building a portfolio of, of companies that pay dividends uh, that aren't going to call me on a Sunday night. They're not going to call me anytime, actually. Uh, and I'm going to just make sure that now being part participant inside their business, that they are able to continue to be successful, pay that dividend, etc. And I'm going to get uh, that income stream uh, sent to me every quarter, and, and I don't have to worry about it at all. Now, do I have to pay attention? Do I have to make sure I understand the business? You better believe it. But ultimately, I am not going to be cleaning toilets uh, in rental homes or kicking people out, evicting them, etc. If, in fact, that is your MO and you like that and you say, I am perfectly fine. In fact, I'm very handy. I am fine with that. I have a, a partner who can be the leasing manager. That They're great at that. Okay, then that's great. Then you have to learn and you have to use the financing that is available to you, and you have to be very smart about it. So you need to start studying. You need to start meeting with people. You need to learn the rule of 1%. So you're buying properties for the, the correct price. And any real estate investor will tell you money in real estate is always made on the purchase, not on the sale, on the purchase. And if you're scratching your head going, wait a second, that doesn't make any sense. Well, then you got to do some more homework, got to do some more research. So I'm a fan of both strategies. Dave Ramsey, personal, get out of debt. My guess is he doesn't talk about this often, but if he, in fact he was talking about residential real estate as a business strategy, he would be perfectly fine with responsible borrowing. Kiyosaki, on the other hand. Uh, the 80-20, you know, using the bank to borrow, to buy the property loan, et cetera, et cetera. I, I mean, I think that's fine as well. But again, that's more of a business strategy. And you got to make sure that that's your business MO. That was a great question, Matt. I know I went a little over, uh, a little bit overboard on my example, but I think it's very important because one of the greatest things I think you, you can do is to learn more about yourself and what you're good at, what you're not good at, focus more on your strengths uh, than, than your weaknesses in, in these side hustles and businesses. All right. All Matt did was send us a question via his smartphone, dropped us an email to podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. Any question pertaining to the current events, and we're getting many, which I love, we'll jump to the top of the queue and we'll hit those uh, regarding the COVID-19 challenges that we're all facing, economic uncertainty, et cetera. I have a feeling that we'll be talking about this for a long time. So please send us those questions. And if we use it on the show, we'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card. Check us out on Instagram, DIY.money. Some really cool stuff going on there, out there. Uh, we've got the Facebook group, DIY Tribe, as well as the book that has just launched, DIY Money on Amazon. 
DIY Money on Amazon. And uh, as I said in the last podcast, you know, you can grab it now, but we'll also probably in the next couple of weeks have a, a promo uh, price for a few weeks and just, you know, kind of get after it that way to kind of give it some splash. So if you want to wait, you can you can wait as well. You won't, you won't hurt my feelings. All right. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and it's not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.